And here we are back to Matthew 5.22 again. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Subject to judgment. How's that going to work out then? Jesus says you got yourself angry to the point where you are starting to slander people. You're calling them names. You're putting yourself at risk of judgment and the court. Heavenly, that is. Rakar, idiot. Who are you, Jesus might say, to judge another man's servant? This is an example of the layering anger goes through. We get angry. The mouth engages before the brain. We say things in the heat of the moment we doubtless do not mean. And finally, people can get hurt. Fall. Phase three, you're lashing out. Violence. Nobody makes you angry. I'll say it again. No one makes you angry. What is happening here is you are choosing anger again. You could choose the way of peace and submission and non-retaliation, but you are choosing to be angry. Lash back, have the last word, put them in their place, give them a piece of your mind or tear them off a strip. Lose your rag or whatever your favourite description is, because maybe you don't suffer fools gladly. Idiot. Fool. That last remark says more about you than the other person. You're not controlling yourself and everyone around you knows it. Some may describe being with you as having to tread on eggshells because of your propensity to lose your temper and fire from the hip. The sermon is going to hit us right where it hurts, believe me. Right where we think we have every justification for being angry, for feeling superior to those idiots and fools. Right where we show just how much we miss the mark of God's standard where we sin. His righteousness is not fulfilled in us when we choose anger. But when we do, Ephesians four twenty six and 7, when you are angry, don't let it carry you into sin. Don't let the sun set with anger in your heart or give the devil room to work. Don't stay angry. Why? Because you are giving a, the devil a foothold in your life. God covers it all, doesn't he? He knows you're going to lose it with someone sometime. At this stage, settle the issue quickly before God and man and don't carry it over to the following day because you are putting yourself in danger. Festering anger can cause you to be sick, very sick. It's like a cancer eating away on the inside. There is the story, you know, of the woman dying from cancer and when she was visited by someone who wanted to pray for her, God forbade them to pray. Over a few days it transpired she held long-standing anger, hatred and bitterness towards a pastor. Eventually, the story goes, she was an extremist. She asked for the pastor to come and visit her. When he did, she forgave him. He prayed for her and she was completely healed. Judgment. That's how it worked out for her. Sickness unto death. Holding bitterness, resentment and hatred in your heart will hurt one person. You. Jesus' remedy? Forgive and release the one you are holding the grudge against. You're not holding a grudge, you know. A grudge is holding you. 
The moment you come into agreement with God who is the judge that you are the one in the wrong, you'll be let out of jail, free. But I think you'll agree it's far better not to be in jail in the first place.